looking forward to preaching this morning. I've, I've, I've got a shouting message. I've got a dancing message. I've got a, I've got a hallelujah message. Come on. So I'm going to need some help. I'm not going to preach for long. You've all heard that before, but I'm going to try not to preach for long. I'm going to deliver what's in my spirit, and then we'll get out of the way and let the Lord do, do what He wants to do this morning. Um, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. The prophet Ezekiel, you heard just that prophecy of dry bones coming alive, but he gives this other great prophecy in Ezekiel 47. And he says this, he says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. Uh, the PowerPoint should be on there if we've got the PowerPoint. It says, He brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Everyone say ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and he brought me through the waters and the water came up to my knees. Everyone say knees. And again, he measured 1,000 and he brought me through and the water came up to my waist. Everyone say waist. And again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river. Everyone say river. That I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there, along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. Let me say that again. Wherever the river goes, it will live. Oh. I said, wherever the river goes, it will live. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because those waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to En Eglaim. There will be places for spreading their nets. And their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They'll be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They'll bear fruit every month. Because their water flows from the sanctuary. 
Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Can everyone say amen? One more scripture, Job 36, verse 27. It says this, Job wrote this even before meteorology was a thing, even before geology was a thing. Job wrote this in the Bible. He said, he draws up the water vapor and then distills it into rain. And the rain pours down from the clouds and everyone benefits. Everyone say, everyone benefits. Who knows that the creator knows his creation better than anyone else? Job is the oldest book in the Bible. And even then, he was declaring how creation works. That rain goes up and when the clouds are full, the rain comes down and everyone benefits. I don't know about you, but I think God knows his creation better than anyone knows his creation. And we need to stick to the rules that God says according to his words for a good life, a healthy life, a blessed life. But the rains pour down from the clouds and everyone benefits. If you want a title for this sermon this morning, it's Let the River Rise. Let the river rise. Wouldn't it be awesome if we were to enter into a season of overflow? A season of more than enough. A season of plenty. A season where the river of God flows like never before in this house. Who knows, this was not a literal river. This was a prophetic river of God's spirit and of his blessing. The book of John says, The rivers of living water will flow out of your innermost being. Speaking of the spirit. And so we see the spirit of God here as a river. Now let me give you some background. Behind the scenes of this prophecy, the Jews were in captivity. It was the driest of times. They're in Babylon and the temple is torn down and the city is in ruins. And I don't know about you, but I thank God that we serve a God who in the driest of times, in the challenging of times, begins to speak of a river that brings refreshing. I thank God that we serve a God who when we're sick begins to speak of healing. Who when we're in chains begins to speak of deliverance. Who when we're in sin begins to speak of salvation. Who when all hell is breaking loose around us begins to speak of peace. That he prophesies into our situations. Can you say amen? And so God speaks not poetically but prophetically. People say, well, it's such a poetic verse. No, it's a prophetic verse. It's a prophecy from heaven of overflow, increase, and refreshing in dry times. But I want to give you our first point this morning. I want to tell you, do not despise small beginnings. It says this in the text. It says that he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through to the waters And the water came up to my ankles. Everyone say ankles. Ankle deep. The reality is you can't despise being in ankle deep water because at least you're in the water. I don't know if you're hearing me this morning. 
You, you can't despise the fact that there's only water up to your ankles. At least you are in the water. Can I tell you the people who give you the most advice about what you need to do with your life? Why you're not seeing the things you want to see? Why your marriage is not like it should be? Why your kids need to be this or need to be that? The people who have the most advice are normally the people who aren't even in the river. I'm preaching better than you're helping me. I need some people to find their voices this morning. And they have no intention of getting in the river. They speak from a carnal mindset. And I don't know what your life looks like, but I want to tell you, if you can get your feet in the river, then you set yourself up for the blessings of God to begin to flow in your life. It might not look like where you want it to become, but if you're in the river, you've got the potential for things to improve and things to increase. You say, I haven't got the job yet. I haven't got the man yet. Pastor, you're preaching now. I haven't got the life I want yet, but at least I'm in the river. At least I'm up to my ankles, and it might not be flowing the way I want it to flow, but if I will stand in this river, then I'm positioned for increase in my life. You say, Pastor John, look what the Lord has done in this place. Isn't it incredible? People say to me, Pastor John, you have a great church. Man, I'm so jealous of your building. And you've got a great congregation. You've got a good, a good sized congregation every Sunday. I want to tell you, this is ankle deep. This is ankle deep. Ankle deep. You say, Pastor John, the church has been around 90 years. Can I tell you this morning prophetically, and this church is only just about to begin. Hallelujah. We've only just got into our ankles. Now it's time to let the river flow. You know, I'm flying off on Wednesday to Brazil uh, to preach um, for, for about six days. I'm flying off there, and I've got a great Sunday lined up for you next Sunday. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. But I'm flying off to Brazil uh, to preach at a church of 50,000 people. They have an auditorium which is 7,000 people and they run multiple services. Who knows the Lord has a way of reminding you that this is ankle deep. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord challenging me and provoking me and saying, there is more. And we can be satisfied splashing around in ankle deep water. But something's got to rise up inside of us that says, no, I don't want to stay in my ankles. I want to go deeper into the river of God. You are not stuck if you rely and depend on God. Just don't despise the day of small beginnings. Job 8 verse 7 says this. He says, though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. Come on, is anyone hearing me this morning? You, you, you may have started off small, but I want to tell you, that's not how it's going to end. It's going to end up bigger than you ever expected it to. I read this the first time. I was like, your latter end. I've, it sounded like my bottom. 
He's like, you start small, but your bum's going to get bigger. Okay, I, I break that prophecy off you. And I say an abundance of success and fruitfulness in your life. Though you start small, you're going to increase. But the secret to actually getting anywhere is getting started. Small things lead to big things, but nothing only ever produces nothing. Small things has potential. Nothing has no potential. And the issue is not whether your thing is small. The issue is whether you've stepped into what God is doing. Can I tell some of you this morning, can I, can I just be a bit of a pastor this morning and tell some of you, I love that you attend, but if you want to go deeper, you've got to step in the river. I love that you come to church, but if you want to go deeper in the things of God, you've got to be prepared to put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. You've got to be prepared to put your feet in the water and say, whoa, I've never done this before. I've never lifted my hands. I've never sung to God. I've never received prayer before. I've never been in a small group before. And say, I'm going to get in the river. Because if you get in, that's where the blessings begin. Can you say amen? Second point I want to give you is the key to going deeper is Jesus and prayer. It, it says this in our text. It says, he brings him to a door. He brought me back to the door. Everyone say the door of the temple. Who knows who that door represents? Jesus. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is only one way to the river. There is only one way to healing. There is only one way to breakthrough. There is only one way to overflow. Jesus is the only way. It does not say that Jesus is one of many ways. It says Jesus is the way. Everyone say the way. Sorry, but you cannot get there by any other door. No other door will get you into the blessings of God. Materialism won't get you in the door. Secularism won't get you in the door. Buddha won't get you in the door. Muhammad won't get you in the door. Allah won't get you in the door. There is one way by which we are saved, and it is the name of Jesus Christ. J-E-S-U-S. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Amen. And if you enter any other way, then you are a thief. New age, spirituality, tarot cards. It may look like a river of the spirit, but I want to tell you it's a river of filth. It's a demonic river that flows from Satan's kingdom and it will destroy your life. Do not open doors to the demonic. Come on, are you hearing me this morning? But there is one river of God that flows from the throne of heaven and there is a door to that river and his name is Jesus. Religion says do, but Jesus says done. When you accept Jesus and put your trust in Jesus, you open a door for him to give you everything he has achieved at the cross. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're helping me. And he says that this river was flowing south of the altar. There was a door that represented Jesus, and there was an altar that represented prayer. Can I tell you, if you want to tap into the river, that prayer is still the key. That, that prayer is still the key that makes the river flow. And can I tell you, there is a flow of the Spirit in this church because this is a church that prays. 
This is a church that seeks the face of God. Can I tell you everything I've seen God do in my life is because of prayer. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the, the, the most intellectual, but I know how to pray. Hallelujah. A prayer a day keeps the devil away. Thank you, Jesus. And some of you need to tap in to prayer. You need to say, I need more spirit. Then maybe you need to pray some more. Little prayer, little power. Big prayer, big power. And so I'm going to tap in to the river. How? I wake up in the morning. I begin to walk up and down. I get in my car and I begin to pray. You say it sounds repetitive. I tell you, I don't even think about what I'm saying. I just let the river begin to rise in my life. Can you say amen? Daily spending time with God. And it flows from the altar of prayer. Passionate, persistent, prevailing prayer, which will release the river of overflow in your life. Passionate. Passionate prayer when you say, I've got to have it no matter what it costs. Passionate prayer when you say, I'm going to lay hold of God until I, until I get in. Passionate prayer, not a, oh, I'll go and say my little daily prayers. Oh, Father, bless me today. Yawn, boring. I'm talking passion. I'm talking where actually I show some extravagance. I show some love. Why? Because I love my God and I want my God. And I'm excited to come to the house of prayer. Am I speaking to any passionate people? Persistent prayer where we say we're not going to stop until it happens. You've got to push. Pray until something happens. Keep pushing until you see it happen. But don't stop until you get your blessing. But can I tell you this morning that when you put the two together, that's truly when the river begins to rise. You see, Jesus said, when you pray, pray in my name. And whatever you ask in my name will be given to you. When we pray, we don't pray in the name of any other person. We don't come in the name of John. We don't come in the name of Boris Johnson. We don't come in the name of the Queen. We don't come in the name of any false God. But we come in the name of Jesus. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, the river begins to rise. Third key to the river is there is life and healing in the river. Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost. It says in our text that it goes to the desert. The water flows towards the eastern region. That's the desert. It goes down into the valley and it enters the sea. If you look at the geography of this, this story with the north, south, east and west, you discover that the sea it's talking about is the Dead Sea. It's the Dead Sea. The reason the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea is because it's dead. Whoa. Revelation. In fact, the reason it's dead is because things flow into it, but nothing flows out of it. Oh, we could preach right there all morning. Too many people, they can receive, but they can't give. They can take, but they can't pour back out. Maybe your marriage is dead because you want to receive, but you don't ever want to give to the other person. Can I tell you, the only way you receive life is when things come in and things go out. In fact, the reason the river is the river is because the river flows. Stagnant water is dead water. 
And we need to make sure the river flows in this house. We, we can't become a pool where we allow ourselves to gather just for our sake. But there has to be a flow of the river into us and out of us into this lost and dying world. Good preaching, Pastor John. doesn't matter how dead you feel. doesn't matter how dry you feel. If you can get in the river, then you can receive healing this morning. doesn't matter how dead your kids are. If you could just get them into their ankles, I tell you there is healing in the river. It doesn't matter how dead your marriage is. Just dip your feet in the river. It doesn't matter how hard things are in your life. Just put your feet in the river. Why? Because wherever the river flows, there is healing and there is life. Can you say amen? I've discovered the key to life is very simple. I could say, right, let's just have one sermon. Just apply that for our whole life. It's really this simple. You want your life to be fruitful. You want your life to be successful. Is it successful? Put my teeth back in. Thank you, Jesus. You got to get in the river. You've got to get in his presence. The Bible says, seek the face of the Lord and everything else will be added to you. Many times when I'm preaching, I'm preaching the same thing, just a different way. But I want to tell you, if you will get in the river, you'll spend time with Jesus. Your life will be blessed. There is healing in the river. If you're sick this morning, I want to tell you there is healing in the river. I'm not scared about coronavirus. Why? Because I live in the river. I read, my, I read of church history, and there was a man called John G. Lake. I tell you, I could do with John G. Lake around this place right now. They sell the story of John G. Lake. He was a healing evangelist, saw many miracles. But they got some bacteria, and they placed it in his hand. And they looked at the bacteria under the microscope, and as they looked at the bacteria, the, the bacteria died completely in his hand. Can I tell you that's the power of the presence of God? That's the power of the river of God. That wherever the river flows, there is healing and there is life. You need some healing this morning, then get in the river. As I, I always have a little picture in my head, and I, I kind of see myself as, as this kind of person. That, you know, it's a hot day. And you're really hot and you've been walking in the desert for mile after mile after mile. And you feel like, oh, I'm hot and I'm tired. And all of a sudden you've been walking miles and you, you spot this river, this river running in the horizon. And I know about you, but this is the kind of person I am. As soon as I see that river, man, I'm my tops off, my bombs are off. And I'm running to that river, and I'm leaping into that river of refreshing. Can I tell you, as believers, this is how we need to be. That when the river begins to run in the place, that we say, oh, I'm dry, I'm thirsty. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm getting in the river. Number four, the river of God is for everybody, including me, the fishermen. Exceedingly many fish. Can I tell you, the people have tried to claim exclusive rights to the river. But Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. 
And he says in that text that there'll be all kinds of fish. Uh, if you've ever got a book of fishes, maybe you had a tropical fish tank. There's all sorts of fish. There's angel fish, and there's puffer fish, and there's spiky fish, and there's, you know, there's black fish, and yellow fish, and red fish, and you know, there's all sorts of fish from all sorts of different backgrounds and tribes. Can I tell you, in the river of God, there are many kinds of fish. You can be Baptist, you can be Anglican, you can be black, you can be white, you can be working class, middle class. There is one river. Pastor said to me one time, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen your church. I said, you're, you're, you're quite a passionate church, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, we're a passionate church. And he goes, he goes oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're an African-style church. I said, no, we're not an African church. We're a river church. We're, we're a church that knows the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. And that has nothing to do with color, tribe, or tongue. It has to do with Jesus. And when Jesus is in the church, the church comes alive. Ah. Uh, Ashwin, let me borrow it. Can I tell you? Ashwin is my son. He's, he, he's my brother. And it don't matter the color of the skin. He's my son. He's my brother. Say it. Ush. Ush is my son. Luke, come on, come up here. He's my son, he's my brother. Can I tell you, it does not matter what the color of the skin is. In fact, if I was to get out a knife right now, and I was to skin them, you say, Pastor, that would be too far. Taking the illustration too far. But if we were to peel the skin off, can I tell you, underneath the skin, the flesh and the muscle is exactly the same. Underneath, the bones are exactly the same. It doesn't matter what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. And we are family, thank you guys, in this house. And I have many sons and many daughters, black, white. I have many brothers and many sisters, black, white, yellow, in between. We are one and there are many fishes. And the river of God is not a black thing or a white thing. It's a kingdom thing. Are you hearing me? Can I tell you this morning that racism in church is a disgraceful thing? There should never be black churches and white churches. It should never be. It should never be that way. But all people should be welcome in every church, in every tribe, and every tongue. Can I go as far as saying, I say it for the tape as much for you guys, that there are black churches that are just as racist as some white churches. Can I tell you, whenever we become insular and say it's about my people, it's about ours, it's, we have lost the heart of God because the heart of God says his gospel is for every tribe and tongue. His gospel is for all people. And I want to declare at Elam Wimbledon that we are a church for every person. And we're a church for every nation. That we're a church for every class and for every color. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. It doesn't matter your color of your skin. What matters is, will you get in the river? Can you say amen? Preach myself happy. Yeah. 
Number five, let me tell you, not everyone wants the river. There's some who don't desire it, some who don't want it, some who will never, ever have any intention of getting into it. In fact, it says this in our text. It says, but its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They'll be given over to soul. Wherever that river runs, it will bring healing except the swamps and marshes. Here's the thing with a swamp or a marsh. Swamp or a marsh is somewhere the river used to be, but no longer dwells. You know, I travel around and I go to different churches and there are some churches that have never had the presence of God. They've never had the Spirit of God. They never want the Spirit of God. In fact, if God was to show up this Sunday morning, someone would probably have a heart attack. Someone would be calling 999, quick, something's happening in church. Someone fell over. It must be coronavirus. <laughs> they don't want the Spirit of God. They don't want anyone to get happy in the presence of God. They want to just come and do and go. And uh, I tell you, dead as a doornail. It grieves me when I see churches that gather in the name of Christ, but Christ is nowhere to be seen. You may have been to a church before and you weren't welcome in that church. Can I tell you, Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Just because it says Christian, don't make it Christian. About as Christian as somewhere in the pub. But some churches never, never experienced the power of God. They've never taken an altar call. They've never seen anyone truly get saved. They've never truly seen anyone get healed or delivered. But can I tell you, when you find a church where the river is flowing, all of hell takes notice. You see, the devil will never be worried about a church that doesn't move in the spirit. He'll leave them to it. They can grow as big as they like. They're no threat to his kingdom. But when the river begins to run, hell begins to notice. And the church may look a little bit weird. It might not look all that fancy. The pastor might be a little bit loud. Worship might be a little bit passionate. But when the river flows, lives are changed. And sometimes it's not about the image we portray. It's about what takes place in the midst of the people. And we need to be a people that say, we don't always go by what we see with our eyes, but we let the Spirit do what He desires. People said to me one time, there was just some really weird things going on in the service I was in, and people looked at me as if to go, Pastor, you need to deal with that. That's just a little bit too far. That's a bit too weird. And I've discovered I will not put my hand on what the Lord is doing. And sometimes, even if I think I'm not sure about it, I will let the Lord deal with it rather than deal with it myself. Someone shakes, someone cries, someone falls on the floor. It's not my job to determine what God is doing. But as a, as a spirit-filled pastor, my job is to let the spirit have freedom to do what he wants to do in a meeting. Let the river flow. But as sad as these churches are, that never had the presence of God. What saddens my heart more is when a church used to move in the Spirit of God, but has now allowed control and religion to stop the flow of the Spirit. Are oh, you hearing me this morning? 
What makes me sad is when there are Christians who used to spend time in the river, who used to love prayer, who used to love just spending time in worship, whose hearts have grown so hard that now they reject everything of the Spirit. Oh, I tell you, the swamps and the marshes, can I tell you, it's breeding ground for everything that's evil. It's breeding ground for disease. It's breeding ground for torment. It's breeding ground. Christians that used to let the Spirit flow, who are now hard and bitter. Come on, church. I need us to be a church that says, I will refuse to let my heart grow cold. I will refuse to let skepticism into my heart. I will refuse to let disillusionment into my heart. I will let the river flow. Can you say amen? Number six, this river needs to break over the banks. It says this in our text. It says that along the bank of the river and on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. This river didn't just affect the river but even the banks of the river became affected by this river. I long for the day where the Spirit of God is moving so powerfully in this church, not ankle deep, not knee deep, not waist deep, but a river that runs wherever it goes, out of control, that wherever that Spirit touches, the people around this community would feel the effects of it. I long for the day where the river is running so powerfully in this church that crime begins to disappear in Wimbledon. That the people begin to say, well, knife crime is all over London, but in Wimbledon, there is no knife crime. In Wimbledon, there is no um, addiction. In Wimbledon, there is no homeless. That the river of God would not just touch us, but it would touch this community. It says this of the river. It says that wherever that river went, that that fruit produced, was produced every month. Just back to that slide I was, if you can. It says this, look, they will bear fruit every month. Who, who wants fruit every month? That's, that's January, February, March, April, May. Every month was an in-season month. You know, when you're growing apples, there's a whole bunch of months where you have to wait for the apples to come around. But it said of this river, wherever it goes, it's producing fruit every month and every season of your life. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of abundance I want in my life. How do I get it? Get in the river. Get in the river. I'm giving you the key to success, key to life. If you're not where you want, maybe you need to spend more time in the river. Job said this. He said, where the rain pours down, everyone benefits. You know, I was, I was checking my weather forecast when I was preparing my sermon on, on Friday and Saturday. I checked the weather forecast and it said this, 100% chance of rain. I said, thank you, Jesus. Whenever the rain falls, everyone benefits. Whenever the, the Spirit of God comes down, everyone benefits. And Jesus said, out of your bellies will flow a river of living water. And for some people, right now that river is a trickle. Yes, there's a, there's a bit of a flow of the river, but, it, but it's a trickle. It's ankle deep. But God wants the river to flow. And how is that river going to flow? How is that river going to increase? Well, I, I want to just show you as we, as we finish. There's a key to seeing that river increase. And the key is rain. 
Job says what goes up forms in the clouds. And when it rains, everyone benefits. Can I tell you, if you were to go up north right now, up to the north of England, up to Yorkshire, you discover the effects of rain. You discover what happens to the river when it begins to rain. Let me put it this way. Let the rain fall and let the river rise. Right now in the north of England, there are many towns under, under flood watch, even towards the south near some of the rivers, the River Severn and different places, where they are saying that the waters are breaking over the banks and people's homes are at risk. Why? Because it's begun to rain and the river has begun to rise. Come on, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. And maybe you're in ankle deep, maybe you're, you're in knee deep, but I don't know about you, I need this river to rise in our lives. I need this river to rise in this church. And Job showed us how it works. He said, the sun, the S-U-N, takes vapor up from the river and it impregnates the clouds. And then the clouds burst and they send forth rain and the river begins to rise. Can I tell you how it works in the spirit? That the S-O-N steps into the place. He flows down on us as a church, his goodness, his presence, and we begin to praise, and we begin to worship, and we begin to pray, and we begin to honor this name of Jesus, and as the praise goes up, the clouds begin to form, and then they pour down rain, and the river begins to rise, and as the river begins to rise, we begin to praise the S-O-N and the cloud begins to form and the rain comes down and the river begins to rise. Are you hearing me this morning, church? My final point, it's time for the rain to fall and it's time for the river to rise. And I tell you, when you lift your voice and you lift your praise, you're creating your own miracle. And if you need more of the river, then it's on you to create some rain, and I'm looking for some rainmakers this morning. I'm looking for some people who know how to create some rain in this place because we need the river to rise. I need some people who, like Elijah, will get on the mountain and say, I'm praying for rain because I need the river to rise. Where's my rainmakers out this morning? Come on. Worship team, if you come. We need rain. Rain. Let it rain and let the river rise. Let it rain and let the river rise. Wherever it goes, there is life. Yeah, if you can begin to play for me, Ethan, just as everyone gets that. Man, I feel the Spirit of the Lord. Hey, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. We want the river. 
We want the river. We want the river. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river let the rain fall, let the river rise, let the rain fall, let the river rise, let the rain fall, let the river rise, let the rain Some rain. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. For the river gives life and the river gives hope. The river gives freedom. For the river gives hope, and the river gives hope, and the river gives freedom. For the river gives life, and the river gives hope, and the river gives freedom. For the river gives life, and the river gives hope, and the river gives freedom. For the river gives life. I want you to speak in tongues. I want you to let the river flow out of your innermost being right now. Just begin to speak in tongues. Speak in the spirit. If you don't speak in tongues, pray in English just for a moment. Give him praise. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for what he's going to do in your life. Let something out of your mouth. Let something out of your mouth. Let something flow out of your mouth. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices. Kurdebe shamba bababo. Kurdebe shamba hey. Rivers of living water. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let the rain fall and the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the
Yes, Lord. I'm going to do one more thing, and then I'm going to hand back to the guys to send us out with a song. But I, I want to just give you an opportunity to respond to the word of the Lord this morning. If you're here and you say, Pastor John, I want you to pray for me. Maybe you've never got in this river before. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is a door to heaven. His name is Jesus. He died on the cross that you could be forgiven and saved. If that's you, then I'm going to ask you to pop your hand up in a moment. Or maybe you're here and you say, actually, I've just known religion, but I need to get in the river. I need to experience the life of the Spirit. Then I want to pray for you also. Or maybe you're here and you know that your heart has gone cold and dry and you're a desert place. And you say, Pastor John, I need just some refreshing this morning. I need the river to flow in my life. I need more of His Spirit to be poured out. If that's you, I want to pray for you too. And so if you fall in any of those three categories, just pop your hand up. Give me a wave. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? I want to pray for you this morning. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Father, I pray right now for every single life that your river would come out of us today. Let the river flow. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. The river that makes us dance, the river that makes us shout, the river that makes us come alive. There is a river. And Father, I pray for every person today that we'd run to the river, that we would go down to the river and we would spend time in your presence, that, that we would give you all the honor and adoration and that your river would rise in our lives. God, we're asking for your river to flow over us and through us and bring healing. God, we pray for each of us today. Even if we're ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, God, take us deeper today. Take us deeper in the things of the Spirit. Take us deeper in our relationship with you. God, let the rain fall and let the river rise. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Yeah, come on, let's sing. <laughs>